0: Say goodbye to your Horror Stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for
1: $10 off your first ride.
0: Good morning and welcome to a Monday edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here with none other than Matt Candela. Hey Pete. How you doing, mate? You good?
1: Oh, God, it was awful, wasn't it? Ugh,
0: disgusting, disgusting. But, uh, like, w- like, weirdly, it kind of felt predictable. I, th- I felt after that smashing that um, we took against uh, Liverpool that we'd really embodied, like, peak Wenger banter years. And West Ham away with that powerful defence and some of the ageing superstars we had in that squad, some of the bad form. You just knew it was coming. You could knew it. You could smell it.
1: We've got our arsenal back.
0: We have got our arsenal back. How fucking embarrassing. How embarrassing. Um... So we're, we've got like a, a shorter podcast today because uh, Matt's turned up at my office at half past four, which is completely inappropriate when you work in America um, and they expect 16-hour days from you. But we found a meeting room. We're on the 16th floor uh, looking out at the sun setting over New York, wondering what is Emery going to have to do to bring our arsenal back so um we're going to talk about Emery um we're going to talk about a little bit about the LA Rams um what they've been doing because it does appear that Stan uh, does know how to create a, a winning model um when time calls for it uh, and we're going to talk about like the transfer window and maybe if we've got enough time talk about the youth uh, and we will be back uh shortly <laughs> So the, the starting point was after the massive um, reset, uh, the bringing in of a, a, of a new manager, the club uh, resorted to, to like a very familiar story when, they, when Emery came out in the press last week and said, I've got no fucking money. The, the, the best Arsenal can do, um, global uh, super club, Arsenal, the best that they could do was
1: signing loan players. Uh, Matt, what do you make of that? I mean, it was a real shock, wasn't it? And I know we've been talking about the financial situation at Arsenal and we know that there's been mismanagement that's happened for quite a while, particularly since 2016, um, when you actually start analysing it. But we didn't know it was this bad. And I saw someone say, even Bournemouth have got more money than us to spend on transfers. Uh, I just... I just think heads have got a role because how can you be one of the richest clubs in the world, have the highest match day revenue in the world, yeah, and not have any money? Well, it's, it's kind of um, it's not it's not that we're
0: it's not that we're poor. It's the we we've spent five years mismanaging our finances badly. I think it's one of the interesting narratives that's going on in the comment section of my blog um, recently. Was uh, somebody was saying that, uh, that keeping keeping our powder dry. Um, in case we exited the Champions League became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and then um, the, the weird short-term strategy that we put in place when Sven and Raul started, where it was like, let's just load up with really, really expensive players and have a short-term like burst for the Champions League. Now it seems like maybe United will pip us to fifth. Um, and now we're, we've got a Champions League wage bill. Um, we've wasted horrendous amounts of money on players. We haven't um, I think I've read that Chelsea have uh, generated three hundred and fifty six million in player transfers out of the club in the last five years. Uh, last five years, I don't think Arsenal have done that in 10 years. We've never sold a player for more than £35 million. Can you believe that? So when you, when you add it all up, like we're in a big mess. We don't have any saleable assets. Um, we've got players who are never going to get the money that they get at Arsenal anywhere else, so you can't sell them. Um, and now we've got to start from scratch, so big recalibration.
1: I think one of the nice things about the new regime was that we couldn't really have a go at anyone, because, and you know, we're Arsenal fans, so we love critiquing, but we couldn't have a go at everyone because everyone was new and everyone had just come in. And so there was a lot of hope. And the thing that's sort of slightly terrifying is that what we heard when they said there aren't, isn't any money for sales is that the new guys have really fucked up as well. Because, doubled
0: down on a bad strategy.
1: Because they've come in, they've blown the. Um, the, the the wages wide open. You know, I they, they released all the we saw a document with all the wages, I don't know how accurate it was, but Lichstein and ninety grand a week. You're just like, why why are we giving him ninety grand a week? Yeah because because he's essentially a cheerleader.
0: Well and and we made we made some pretty opulent signings as well when you think about it. Uh, like sixty million on or fifty five million on Lacazette, sixty odd million on Obama Yang they can't play in the side. Like when you when you look at our bench, um, uh, Mkhitaryan, 170 grand a week, Lacazette, 170 grand a week, uh, Meza Özil, 350 grand a week. Aaron Ramsey is a 280 grand a week player. Apparently, he doesn't get to play. Like it's uh, it's a mess top to bottom. And you know, like you you've worked in the in the realms of like strategy, like helping you know, big global businesses, uh, like you know. Tell people and communicate who they are, like arsenal don 't have a vision of who we want to be as a club as far as i 'm concerned, and because there 's no north star like there 's no way of uh, of hiring against whatever that vision is, yeah, and uh, you look at the l a Rams like I spent so much time yesterday I, I wrote a two thousand word essay on what the l a Rams are doing, but the very core of it. Stan Kroenke knew that if he put uh, if he put a franchise in LA and it didn't entertain and it didn't dazzle, no one would turn on the TV and no one would go through the gates. So Stan Kroenke set the tone at the top and said, "I need a fucking exciting team." And then everybody has worked towards that. They hired a, a young, innovative, exciting coach. Um, they worked the uh, they worked the player trades um, really well. Like everything about the club is built around excitement and. Now they're now they're in a really good position, and I like if we had that focus at Arsenal, like who do you want to be? You can't be Manchester City, and I feel like we've tried to be a poor man's Manchester City and Chelsea, like, like Obama Yang. Like he's a good signing, he's not top of the top of the top, but he's paid like he is. Like the only way that Arsenal can win is through incredible scouting, bringing in young players, creating our own stars, and almost replicating what Liverpool did, in the hope that somebody will come in and give us 140 million pounds. You know, for a Coutinho, and then you can start building in better players from there. But I feel like we've got this half baked strategy of signing some good players like Torreira and Guendozi, but then signing in average top players. Like, I mean, it's unfair to say Socrates is average, but he's not, he's not Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. You know, is, that I, is he's, that,
1: I think he's, he's, he's average.
0: He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's average. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Arsenal have kept three clean sheets this season. He can't be that great. Yeah. Um, so th- that, that that was hugely disappointing, but I think the 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 big thing, the the big challenge that we're running into with Emery is, I thought Emery was a, a very bland hire um, from the start we've regressed across the pitch the defense is worse we're creating um less shots than like than any i don't even think the stats went back further than 18 years but the lowest shots per game in 18 years there's no specific style he can't seem to set up a team right from the first half we're making halftime substitutes like they're going out of fashion um the players look tired and there's a real lack of intensity out on the pitch and fans have got stuck in this like, like Premier League football norm of saying you have to give him more money. And it's like, if we get to the end of the season and we don't see a, 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 like a, a big improvement, why would you give more money to somebody to enact a bad idea? And that's my, that's my concern. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not calling for Arteta, like that everyone thinks that I am. I'm just saying there must be a manager that can sort out the basics at Arsenal better than Emery is at the moment.
1: Well, I read something interesting, and we were talking about it. And I am not getting on. I don't. I'm not getting on Emery's back yet, but he got the job, apparently, by coming in and doing a detailed assessment of all the individuals, and then saying, "This is my vision for the team. I build a team around Ramsey and Özil. Certainly Ramsey." And he hasn't done that, and. Those decisions have certainly—they've um, driven some of the decisions we've made around those players. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's sort of concerning that he had an idea and then it's gone completely out the window. Without, I mean, wasn't well, that what he like, got the job based on? Yeah. And
0: I—I I, I know that the, the like, people keep on saying this—this this is the worst squad in the history of the of the world that Emery's taken on. It's like no, it's not. Like it really isn't like uh, Arsene Wenger neglected um, the squad for years, but he still had a knack for for signing good players and he could still uh, rustle up a few good performances here and there. I thought that any competent coach in Europe could come in and just hoover up that low, that low hanging fruit, like better training, better tactics, um, like uh, more motivation, like a, a more intense way of playing. But it feels like Emery's Emory, come in and he's it, it, like he's just forgotten that he was hired as a head coach, not a manager. Then coach the players. Who who Arsenal, Matt? Would you say has got better since Emery joined? Bellerin. Uh, Kalasenak,
1: Lacazette, Bellerin, <laughs> Lacazette. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, but outside that, like you know, Wobi seems to be going. Um, seems to be going backwards. Uh, like I, I just don't, I just don't feel he's bringing the levels, and maybe it's too soon to say seven, you know, seven months. But it's like, I I just don't, I don't see what the end game. I sort of gave Emery him, is. I
1: sort of gave him the the Southampton defeat, and Liverpool was bad because it was just such a drubbing. But I felt like the West Ham game was a real, was probably the most disappointing result of the season because it came after they'd all had over a week off because the previous week was the FA Cup, when most of the first team weren't involved. And when you've got that level of opportunity for rest and preparation, to put in the type of performance that we saw was... It's just unacceptable for an Arsenal team. Yeah, and I think that
0: when you you look at the performance we put in against West Ham and look at the West Ham manager, like Pellegrini is a bit of a dinosaur. And that offside trap that he had... uh, was tight. That's a that's a group of substandard players compared to what Arsenal have got, and they looked more organised than us. They pressed the whole game. I really think that that's a, like, a key point. Emery was supposed to bring this elite pressing to Arsenal. How many times have you seen it? It's sporadic at best. Mesut Özil isn't playing because he won't press from the front. It's like well. Who else is? <laughs> it's not, like, where, like, where is the identity in the team? And if you, if you can't do everything at once, pick one thing to start with. Just say it's the defense. Like, we'll build from a solid defense and we'll concentrate on having a great defense and playing counter-attacking football because we know if you give chances to Lacazette and Aubameyang, they're going to finish it. Like, how many managers come into a new club that's in a mess and have two strikers like Aubameyang and Lacazette? Like, that really is a luxury. Like, you should be getting more out of it. And then, uh, and the, uh, the, you know, the other thing is, like, the, the mismanagement of players. Like, I think you made a brilliant point the other day. Maybe, like, explain the point that you were talking about, like, with uh, PSG egos instead of me talking it for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, we know that Emery ran into problems at PSG with Neymar, and um, you can understand why Neymar has got a reputation for poor behaviour and of thinking that he himself is bigger than the team. And, you know, Emery was definitely undermined, and you feel that he really came into this job determined not to make the same mistakes. And that's part of the problem with Emery. I, sort of, I sort of feel, is that he's obviously a smart guy. And sometimes, but he, I, it doesn't feel like he's got a huge amount of charisma. Um, he, does and, not, he
0: doesn't have the gravitas that Asa Benga had, a, that's a, for sure.
1: And you don't feel like he can he instantly command respect without saying a word. You know everything is very thought through, um, and you feel like he came into Arsenal determined not to let the same situation uh, unfold, and hence why how he's tried to be so strong on the um, on, on on the Özil situation. And I think what you when you look at the truly great managers, and you look at someone like Ferguson, you go, what Ferguson was so good at is he knows. Uh, and Mourinho used to be, and then he went the other way, is you've got to be fucking hard-ass sometimes, but at the same time, you've got to know when a a player needs an arm around him, and Ferguson was the master at being able to do both. And it doesn't take much... You know, you don't need to be a psychoanalyst to realise that bludgeoning Ozil all the time and just being a complete arsehole to him is not going to work. He feels like a player who needs both carrot and stick you know he yeah, can't be agreed. he can't be left to his own devices otherwise you get the Arsene wenger as ill but his natural state is one where he needs to be appreciated and you need to do a bit of both and ultimately it's just turned into a real mess because every time we drop points now the question marks the question is could Erzil it have helped and there is no doubt given our huge lack of creativity that against west ham ozo is 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 an ideal player to at least have on the bench because you know he can that, eat- that's the real
0: masochistic thing isn't it to not even have him on the bench yeah. like that be, that's three hundred and fifty grand a week that you're just pissing down the drain to make a point point. and like there's always like and I might be proved totally wrong by this tomorrow or you know in the next two weeks but like there's got to be an end game to what you're doing. Like you are not. If if Arsenal couldn't get a bid for Meza Özil when he was in the last three months of his deal on 140 grand a week, we're never going to get an offer for him on 350 thousand a week. No one's gonna. No one's gonna pony up the cash for that. So what's so what's the point? You might as well try and utilise him.
1: And you just have to think about the happiness in the camp because this must be awkward at training. Yeah, uh, it's causing a ruction. ruction surely, I mean. It feels like you can 't have everyone feeling e- at ease and happy and all pulling in the same direction when a key the one of the key members of the squad has been marginalized
0: yeah I, I, I remember um, a few years ago when um, we, would, uh, like, we there was a lot of talk about like giving players the the, the wages that they deserve and um, I spoke to someone like an agent in the game and he said the the, the notion that um, that players don't like seeing other players at the club who earn lots of money is a myth. Players like to play with the best, and because it, it makes them feel good, it makes them feel invincible when they go in the dressing room and they know the the person sitting over from them can you know, bang in a volley from 35 yards, like you know the Van Persie days. Um, I can't believe that when the team is like bereft of ideas, they're not all looking a Meza Ozil. Like he might be an arsehole, but you can't not be thinking there, going, do you know what? Nice, be nice. <laughs> be ni- it'd be nice to see what he could do. So it's like, um, e- e- Emery coming in. Like, I I understand why Meza Erzl is an annoying player, I understand, but there's got to be a way of integrating him into the system, even if it's only for 20 minutes a game, just to give you something extra. And then the, the Aaron Ramsey stuff look, I'm I-, I don't rate Aaron Ramsey, I think it's incredible that he's got 280,000 pounds a week, but it is undeniable that. A player like that who can run with the ball and make things happen from midfield wouldn't be useful in like the, the axis of Bland that we've got going on uh, in, in that midfield at the moment.
1: Well, I think the other thing is, at some point you have to go... It felt like it was... You had to pick one. You had to go, is it Urza or is it Ramsey? That's basically what, what it felt like had happened. And the club had decided to go... We were at one point going to have both Özil and Ramsey, and then the club decided that we couldn't afford them to have them both. So it was one of them was going to have to not work out, and the decision was made that that was going to be Aaron Ramsey. And so it felt like at least whether we liked it or not, it was at least a single-minded decision aimed at, with a goal in mind. But when you then remove Özil from the equation, well, it's like, well, it was about picking one, and now we've got none of them. Yeah. And no money.
0: Oh, they, 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 like, the funniest thing is, like, look at the five captains uh, Emery picked at the start of the season. Czech, benched. Koscielny, too old. Ozil, benched. Ramsey, benched and leaving. Jacker. Uh, uh, should be benched. Uh, yeah, but ha- f- He's made five goals that have led to errors this season. The most out of any outfield player in the Premier League should be benched. Needs a captain to tell him off. So it's kind of it's like you obviously understand that Emery didn't inherit a golden squad, but the idea that we shouldn't be doing better in at least one area of the game, like like, I can't see where the improvements coming from, and I just I just feel like if we get to the end of the season and we do finish sixth, serious questions are going to have to be asked about whether you want to give him limited funds to carry on. And I I, I read something; somebody was saying. um, Earlier today, the, the, because there's no like defined strategy that's being enforced at Arsenal, you've got Sven Mistentat, who I'd assume is the guy pushing for younger players like uh, Ismail Saar, um, you know, Pepe of Lille. And then you've got Emery, who is doing similar things that he did at uh, PSG. Like he, he signed players that didn't work, that were too slow and too old. Like, but Emery is the guy who's pushing for Ever Banega to come in and uh, replace Aaron Ramsey, like Dennis Suarez. Like he's, you know, he's a very interesting technical player, but his numbers are no better um, than Iwobi. Like, shouldn't we be like shooting higher? shouldn't We shouldn't there be a certain type of player that we want to hire? We want to get those, want to get those Toulouse players. Like you look at some of the Toulouse players. Barcelona just picked up another one. Um, they're popping up all over Europe. Like young, powerful, technically gifted, um, that have a high ceiling. Like, you know, what, what is signing Ever Benega on 120 grand a week going to do for Arsenal starting 11? It just feels like we're we're pushing further and further into mediocrity. The more we go with the manager yeah, that Ben-Haker we
1: have now feels like an Everton signing to me
0: uh, yes yeah yeah he does he does but uh like so, uh, Socrates felt similar to me I mean like and I think the crazy thing about um defending uh Emery and the defense like he bought a new goalkeeper a new center back a right back um like two holding midfielders and it's like Half your team, right there, like like four out of those five players are playing on the regular, and we we've kept three clean sheets all season. That's a stunningly bad uh, return, and I think, and it doesn't get any easier for Arsenal. This is the thing. So now we've got uh, Chelsea, Cardiff, Manchester City.
1: Well, we've got have no, got Manchester United in the FA Cup, and Manchester United so in the FA two Cup. Games, aren't uh, Chelsea and Man United, and I think could our season be over in two weeks? Yeah, I mean, like we, all, if we, if we if we fall further behind, if we don't beat Chelsea, we're out of the race fourth. I think, I mean, we're six six points off fourth, and we'd be nine points off fourth, and the teams above us. Uh, What's
0: the the gap behind us? Is what eight eight points? What well,
1: United a level? Oh yeah, United a level. <laughs> but yeah. if
0: you if you go behind us, but I
1: mean, it's sort of irrelevant. We're just you know, we'll be fine. We're, we're not going to fall below eighth, below below sixth. You Know, but sixth is crap, fifth is crap. We have to get top four, and I think we're yeah, we could be nine points behind Chelsea. I think if we lose to them, and there's no way Chelsea are giving up nine points because they're just going to get better the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, um, talk, talk of them trying to sign in a striker like Higuain now. I mean, like, uh, 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 and this is the thing Emory can't compete with that. Emory can't go and sign a 31 year old striker with no resale value for 50 million or whatever they're going to pay for him. Um, but we we have two strikers that Chelsea would love to have in their side. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got, we've got um, the best creative talent, one of the best creative talents in the Premier League, we've got two of the best strikers, um, and we've got a defence that basically Emery built. Like, we should be able to push for top four. Chelsea haven't been impressive this season, I don't think. No, they um, just haven't had
1: the wobble that we've had over the last month.
0: No, and uh, uh, Solskjaer has come in at uh, United, and I know that he's played a lot of shit teams, but they put in a good performance against Spurs. I mean, I don't know. They concede 21 shots, so n- not ideal. But he's come in. He's had, he's had uh, as many clean sheets as Emery has had all season in, what, like five weeks? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know whether Solskjaer is um, the answer, but like he like he knows the club. He looks like he's got a good rapport with his backroom team, and like he the the players are enjoying their football game.
1: But if results pick up? Maybe it could be Henri leaving Monaco for Arsenal.
0: Oh yeah, I know. It was, it was uh, sad to see uh, Cesc leaving the Premier League. What a player he was! What a player he was! So, um, like, what like what what are the thoughts? Like, is this is this getting better? Are the next three or four games gonna? Um, like Light up the season. Can Emery uh, do something really to think shake the team up? I really
1: think everything depends on the next two weeks because if we can beat United and beat Chelsea, we're back in the race for fourth and we've, beaten, we've shown that we can beat top teams. And I think both of those results are possible because I think we've shown that when the intensity is right, when we're at home, we can, we can dig out those results. So if we win those two games, everything's good. I think that's my that's my feel. If we don't win them then it's we've got 4 months waiting for Europa League. Oh yeah, I know. And we did that last year and it's fucking depressing.
0: I know but and, and but then if we get paired up against uh, a top team over two legs it's going to be difficult. I mean I know the Europa well, sort League of hope
1: is You you do because otherwise it's just like so boring for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd rather play the good teams and see if we can beat them because you just don't want you just, I mean you don't want to be relying on the Europa League to get you back into the Champions League.
0: No. No, that that's um, it's a
1: horrible.
0: And then and then you go into the I mean I guess at least then you you top up um the funds. But we the, we the, we don't seem prepared. At the moment, like if you look at what the position we are in the league, it's made even worse by the fact that we've been taking it, taking the Europa League off. We're only playing one game a week. We've got all of those injuries uh, and we're only playing one game a week. Like we really should be taking advantage of the fact that the first half of the season is like no Europa League. You know, Leicester won the league. They had a great team, but they were playing one game a week. So they were were fresher than everybody else. Arsenal should be fresher than they are right now. Like the, the lack of intensity on the pitch really is a worry. Um, it's depressing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is, it is depressing because we're making... Uh, and what, what, is, uh, what my big worry is, is uh, it's never the first bad decision that you make. Like you, like Arsenal can survive a bad hire with Emery if they make a smart decision next time. But the panic is then on for the Arsenal ball because the fans will be demanding a proven winner. And that's when, that's when Mourinho's name crops up. And you're like, and then you, as an Arsenal fan, you start going, well, you know what, like Mourinho could do it. And then you make a mistake, and then he comes in and he spends loads of money, and it's good for three months, and then he's antic star, and then you've wasted two hundred million on two managers that aren't going to move the team forward. So it's uh, like th- that. That's the concern that like we had an opportunity to do something brilliant, hiring a, like a, a, a fantastic, exciting young manager, and we've blown it. And I just, I just worry. Like, is is, is Raúl uh, geared up to take a take make a club great like with limited resources. I mean, he's been at Barcelona. He's used to being able to, you know, bung someone's dad thirty five million pounds to come and sign for Barcelona. Like he's used to dealing with the messes of the world and everybody wanting to come. D- does he know how to make Arsenal great with the resource we've got, or are we just trying to be a mini Barcelona, which is doomed to fail?
1: We need to get some make Arsenal great again caps, mate, don't we? <laughs> we do, we do, <laughs> we do.
0: Oh. Huh, well, sorry about that. Um, got it off your chest, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so what's your prediction for the next two games, for the Chelsea and the United game?
0: I think Chelsea will be closer. Um, I, th- I think that they could both be close. I'm, I'm not hugely impressed with what Sarri's doing, I just, but he's, he's always got the, the hazard weapon. Um, Manchester United. The only concern is the, um the momentum. They look so happy, don't they? They do look happy, yeah. And Paul Paul Pogba is like he he made an incredible pass um, yesterday for that Rashford goal. Um, and like we don't have any momentum, and it doesn't look like that. Um, it it doesn't feel like there's anything that Emery can do to surprise. Like there's there's nobody coming back from injury. Um, like he'll feel like he's lost if he has to play. Erzul and Ramsey so I, I don't know what the answer is like fielding young players I mean I would like to see some young players like if you're not going to make top four you might as well blood the youth and see what you can get out of the back end of the season and maybe a an injection of freshness into the side with some young players who are hungry to to prove themselves could be what we need to shake everybody up um but I, I don't know like I'm, I'm I'm feeling quite pessimistic about how this season's going to pan out I don't um I think that Emery talks a great game. I'm not sure. he The reality of him is, is what we'd hoped for. Oh, what
1: a, miserable, what a miserable, miserable podcast. What a miserable
0: podcast, indeed. Yeah, um, but uh, we can look to the LA Rams and we can see that if Stan wants to have a go at it. I, th- I heard that all of his sports franchises are doing and pretty nuggets well. Nuggets as well. Yeah, so um, maybe... What so, a stupid
1: some... name for a sports club, Nuggets. I know, I know. I know. Um, but maybe
0: we'll get some of that stardust um, at some point. Maybe Josh will come over and try and bring some magic from the from the States.
1: I think one of the problems is that when you've got Manchester City and United uh, with so much money, uh, it's so hard to compete. I mean, what's he going to invest? You can't match that. So sometimes you figure it's not worth trying to invest on in a dollar to dollar basis
0: but I think that that's the um, that's the problem Arsenal fans always think of um, think of it in terms of money instead of thinking of it in terms of like how smart you can be but that's for another podcast um, it was a quick one today uh, just wanted to get out of the door and to get some routine thank you Matt for coming in thanks Pete and uh, we'll catch up with you next week thank you 18 plus.